The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business? Home? Social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made, and by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined by former professional arena football player Amir Madison. Amir was most recently a defensive back with the Bloomington Edge, a team that's a member of the Northeast Division of Champions Indoor Football and is based in Bloomington, Illinois. Amir's professional life took a turn when he discovered the restorative benefits of yoga through his own sports-related injuries. These benefits included accelerated healing from injuries and improving both his physical and mental athletic performance. In fact, he was so impressed by the impact of integrating yoga into his professional training that he became a certified yoga instructor and personal trainer, founding an organization called Yogi Athlete. It's through Yogi Athlete that Amir provides education and instruction to help other high-performance athletes to improve their results. He also works with retired professional athletes on recovery and fitness, and adults and kids from all walks of life to educate them about healthy living. We're going to talk about the restorative and preventative benefits of integrating yoga into high-performance training and also as a lifestyle for mind-body fitness, regardless of whether or not you participate in competitive sports. Amir joins us remotely from Chicago. Amir, I'm so honored to host you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi. So this is a really exciting turn that your career took. And I spoke a little bit about how you discovered that yoga facilitates rapid healing from injuries through your own personal experience with healing. And you also talk about how yoga can prevent injuries. Would you tell us more about the benefits of yoga for both recovery and prevention? Um, Yes. Uh, How I found it, um, for me, the benefits were um, amazing. I I really became passionate about what I'm doing as I was and believing in what I was doing as I was seeing the results of what I was doing with yoga. And um, I had a lot of injuries from um, injuries can go back from all the way from high school and from college and to, uh, to professional uh, uh, ball. And over time, I rapidly started seeing, well, not rapidly, but over, like, over time. It, it didn't just happen overnight, but uh, months from, from weeks to months, it started, my body started healing in ways I've never seen it heal before. Um, shoulder injuries that, I, that I've had in the past, um, 
ankle injuries. I had a lot of ankle injuries um, playing, and I tore a lot of ligaments in my ankles, in my right ankle specifically. And um, just over time, I've seen my body heal from literally 100%. Uh, I used to have, like, certain clicks and little spasms in my knees here and there, and um, I don't have those anymore. So literally just over time, I've seen the progress that I've had, and um, my body my body has done things that I've never even fathomed of it doing. And um, it's really been... Um, it's really been a blessing, and I really would like to share this with other athletes just to, just to show the benefits of what you can do when um, putting yoga into your training. So um, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of good things um, come through um, practicing uh, yoga. It seems based on your one of your goals being to increase awareness within the professional athletic community and other athletic communities about the value of integrating yoga as part of the professional training program, then that it's not necessarily commonly done within professional sports. Yes, it's not really. Um, I see here and there. I know. Um, I know some athletes do it, but it's not. Uh, I feel that there needs to be more awareness of what you can do with um, yoga. Uh, for instance, um, I believe Aaron Foster. He is uh, Aaron Foster. He plays for the uh, Miami Dolphins. He's a running back, and uh, seeing um, he's seen the benefits. But it's just certain. It's just certain players here and there. But I believe if these players come together and share uh, and share a practice with one another, I, I believe that it, it will bring a stronger bondage for the team and bringing in team chemistry um, probably like never before. So just bringing in more awareness to um, leagues instead of just players specifically, just getting it here and there, like you have a couple of players that are just aware. But if you can get a whole team together and – Practice um, with um, practice just together as one. I believe it will build a stronger chemistry with the team. That's interesting. Then you're talking about not just the physical benefits, but actually there's a benefit in terms of team dynamics. That through yoga practice, there's an opportunity for people to be able to connect with one another more. And you mentioned that awareness is an important part of that. Yes. Yes. Um, what happens, well, I know just speaking for my experience, um, I started seeing changes in my body and I started seeing more um, flexibility in my body. But after I was becoming more body awareness, um, my mind, um, just being very mind, just being very mindful, just start to come more aware. My mind awareness was coming um, when I started doing yoga, I started catching it in the later years of my um, of my um, practicing, and um, uh, I and the, the game started slowing down for me. And uh, as the game started slowing down for me, it was um, the game. Yeah, <laughs> the game was just like actually slowing down. So becoming more mindful 
um, was very was becoming I was becoming more aware of that, and I started seeing not just my body awareness, but just the way I thought my thought process became became um, altered in a more positive uh, direction. So yeah, not just body awareness, but more mindful more, more mindfulness came as well. The way that you start, you describe the game slowing down, it brings to mind being in a state of flow, where when people describe these flow states, sometimes either things speed up or they actually slow down. So I'm just wondering for you, do you think that the yoga practice has helped you to kind of get more into that state of flow where you have a lot of positive energy and positive thoughts and there's an experience of effortlessness? Yes, very much so. Um, being uh, as now that I'm a teacher, um, what I've learned and now that I'm putting through my students is that time that you have for yourself, you start to alter your thought patterns. And once you alter, once you begin to learn how to alter the thought patterns, you start bringing positivity, not just in towards the mind, but in towards your body. And once you start bringing positivity in towards not just the mind, but in the whole mind and body, you start to change your frequency around you. Um, you your, your frequency becomes higher. Not, you don't have a lot of negative uh, reinforcements coming at you. Um, you're more, you have more of a positive uh, tunnel. So I believe if teammates or if players can just focus more on, you know, the um, making making the play or not doubting themselves if they didn't make the play. Um, like our, my coach used to tell me, um, you always have another play. You always have another down. Uh, forget about the other down. And I believe you can direct that more positive in a more positive way um, just through um, your thought process. You know, just, just imagine if players can – um, just always have a positive mindset of just I have another down or um, forget about the play. You don't, you, don't, you don't put yourself down after a play and just having that drive, that consistency of, of, of a drive to keep going. Uh, and it's, I believe it's, it can be amazing for athletes and not just athletes, just, but in general. So just being, uh, for me, I've just seen, um, my frequency of positivity just opened up so much more. I'm not, I don't doubt myself as much. If, if I'm out of cash for the month or for the week, you know, I, I don't, I don't worry. You know, I just, just, just take uh, one day at a time and, and in that one day at a time, staying present at that time. So, yes. And those are all markers of high performance based on sports psychology research is when you're able, really, really able to stay present and focused and you're able also to manage stressors. So just like the example that you gave about finances, rather than worrying, you're able to really just stay within the moment and work with what you have and have a sense exactly. that you'll work through it. So you've, exactly. been talk- you've been talking about some of the differences that you've experienced integrating yoga into training. So it would be interesting for you to speak directly to what is the difference if you take a look at professional training today for the most part and you take a look then at bringing in the yoga practice, like what are the missing pieces in professional training that you're seeing that yoga fills? 
Um, okay. For so, for example, um, I think this uh, specifically is recovery. Um, when players um, have an injury, I believe that through injury, you know, they go through their um, physical therapy, and in physical therapy, therapy there should be a yoga segment just for because um, yes, physical. Physical therapy, you know, gets the breaks down the scar tissue and uh, getting your blood flowing and you know re- rehabbing the muscle, but not just after rehabbing the muscle, but building it stronger and becoming more aware of that that stress that you put on the body and bringing energy in towards that in towards that specific area with yourself, like through body awareness. And that's the thing, like, once you understand body awareness, you can channel your energy to specific parts of the body that you've either injured and um, start to heal yourself. So um, I believe that um, that's a missing link as well, and not just in rehab, but um, just in general with teams, but specifically that we're on this topic um, I believe that through physical therapy, um, there should be a segment for um, yoga therapy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just having the time to learn about specific parts of the body because as athletes, um, you have to be more, you know, body awareness. Body awareness is like the key of, um, of everything. You know, once you become more body aware, um, you, you start to connect with the mind and, the, and once you have mind and body, that's when you can connect to those parts of the body that you really need to heal when you have um, an injury. So that's, a I believe that's very important. There's a difference then between being very physically active and having a strong physical capability and being aware of your body. Right? You can be a great athlete and still not have the level of body awareness that will take you to even another level. Oh, yes, that, I see that, you know, plenty of times, you know, there's like, you know, there's very talented players uh, that, you know, they just have that gift, you know, that God gift. But um, if you don't have, if you don't train that talent into hard work, you know, you can easily, you can easily, you know, have that, that injury that can just ruin your career from, you know, either lack of, lack of your lack of body awareness or just lack of, that um, that work ethic, you know, so many players think they're just talented. I've been around it too, you know, those God-given players that have that just that that talent, but don't want to work hard. And um, uh, that's a really key point of um, of body awareness is just a work ethic. And once you have work ethic, you know, you can start to um, put that work ethic into um, into body awareness. And I believe that's just the thing because, yeah, we have work ethic and, you know, staying on top. But, you know, sometimes you can have too much work ethic and that will burn your you will burn You will burn out. I've seen a lot of players through um, training camp, um, you know, they're going hard. And, you know, if they got an injury, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, some coaches tell you to dust it off, you're okay, or, you know, massage it out, massage it out or whatnot. But you really need to learn when it's like, okay, I don't feel right, you know, let me take this play down or or let me figure out what's going on instead of, you know, 
I got to do this, I got to do this. And then, you know, you thinking you have to prove something and then ended up proving no one because you just injured yourself to a level where, you know, you'll be out for the next three to six weeks, you know. So it's very important to bring that into um, your training. So this is a lead in into injury prevention, and it seems like an empowerment piece. Just to wrap up before we go to commercial, that once you have more of that body awareness, then you can be more deliberate, as you have shared, about honing in on particular areas of your body that are stressed and being yes. an active participant in the healing process and actually be mindful enough that you can prevent injuries from occurring and not overwork yourself. Correct, yes. yes. We're going to go to a brief commercial. When we return, Amir will discuss another outcome of integrating yoga into your training routine, inc- increasing strength, agility, and cardiovascular endurance. Stay with us for more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi speaking with former professional arena football player Amir Madison, who joins us virtually from Chicago. Through his company, Yogi Athlete, Amir transitioned his love of athletics and healthy living to help other professional athletes, retired athletes, and people from all walks of life to improve their mind-body fitness by integrating yoga into their regular fitness practices. He talked about how yoga can both prevent injuries and accelerate the healing process. In this segment, we'll identify how yoga can help you to increase strength, agility, and cardiovascular endurance. Amir, I'm curious about how you've experienced these benefits through your own practice and also in teaching and training that you offer to kids and adults. Um, yes, uh, for, for me... What, what I actually started with specifically is the, uh, the hot set series. Um, 
It's called the Hot Set Series now. It used to be called the Bikram. It's a, it's a set of 26 postures and about uh, the class can be about 105 to 115 uh, degrees um, of the room. And what I found, this was the first uh, yoga that I, I I did. And a friend of mine actually took me and was like, yo, you want to try this, um, this yoga class out? I'm like, okay. I, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. And I was just like, yeah, sure. I, I thought it was just something that can get my body cooled down after, you know, a workout. And we ended up going. It was a 90-minute class, and I hated it. It was, it was uh it was pretty, it was pretty brutal. And I was just like, wow, I hated it so much. And that's just being an athlete and just knowing that there are certain things I couldn't do. Uh, I kept going. Mm. I started going, I started going, uh, almost every day. Uh, I would go after my training. I would train about, about five to six times off the week. And I started interpreting integrating, I'm sorry, integrating uh, this yoga into my workouts. So I would do the class about two to three times out uh, within my um, training. And as I was doing this, I've just seen within about three weeks um, how my body just opened like flexibility-wise, you know, just being, at this time, this was 2012, and at this time, I was about 210 pounds, just full of muscle, Um, being a defensive back, uh, I was pretty a big defensive back, but um, I seen how flexible I was becoming in just a matter of weeks, and um, my range of motion you know, as you know, I started seeing different things coming about the way I, the way I bench press or the way I lift weights. I was elongating my muscles to a point where I've never, you know, did. And just certain, certain things were starting to, um, add up into positive towards my body. And that's what I started with was the, um, the 90 minute, uh, the 90-minute uh, Bikram, which is now the Hot Set Series. And that's what I teach at this uh, right now. I've seen how much it's done for me. And over time, um, so over time, I started losing weight. And I was asking my teacher, I'm like, you know, is this a good thing? Am I supposed to be losing this weight? And she was like, you're not really losing weight. You're losing uh, weight that you don't need. So you're losing a lot of water weight. So I was leaning out, and I ended up being from 210 to about 190, and then I started fluctuating from um, 185 to 190. And I was kind of scared at this time. So I'm like, um, am I still going to be able to lift the same amount of weight? Um, is this going to prevent me from, you know, losing my muscle mass? But I was actually leaning out. And I was, as I was leaning out, I was becoming more explosive and I felt more lighter. And um, I didn't lose. And see, that's what a lot of people ask me. They're like, oh, don't you lose muscle, bat, muscle mass? And um, are you, are, can you still bench the same? And as I was playing football, I was still benching about 
325 at 180, 190, I mean, 185, 190. And it was just, it was shocking to me because I'm thinking like, you know, I need all this weight, all this weight so I can lift all this weight. And it was totally opposite. I was just, I felt more explosive, more lighter and more faster. And, um, and that was the class that I ended up taking, which now that I teach and I, and I would like to teach it to, um, a lot of players, I've seen so much benefits. I've seen so many benefits through um, the joints. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of players uh, have a lot of ankle problems, um, flexibility in their ankles. You know, the first things to go out is to either that is either the ankles or the knees, and just how doing so many postures, I was seeing that I couldn't get into a lot of the a lot of these postures, and I'm like, whoa. And it took months. It took months before I can, like, fully set in. But as I was going in, like, I've never seen my ankles. You know, a lot of players have a problem to sit in between their heels. So not sitting on your heels, but sit, try to sit in between your heels and try to get your butt right down on towards the floor. A lot of players can't do that. And uh, that was one of my problems that I eventually started to um, – sit in between my heels and like open up my ankles and open up my knees and just seeing the progress that I was getting while I was doing this practice was, you know, amazing. It seems clear then that there are a lot of places where the training that a professional athlete might get in this case, we're talking about football doesn't overlap actually with the benefits that you get in yoga and yoga actually helps you then reach into those places that you can't reach so far through the current training that's in place. Correct. Correct. Yeah. For, um, another, for another example, uh, there's a, uh, there's a posture called, uh, Dande Yamana Danyurasana, uh, standing forehead to knee pose. And it starts with, uh, the posture starts with just holding one, um, interlocking your fingers underneath the soft padded part of the toes while you're standing on one leg. And it sounds easy, you know, once you, it doesn't probably sound easy as I'm explaining it, <laughs> but if I was to demonstrate, it's like, oh, just hold your foot and just stand on one leg. And, you know, as a child, you know, when you're childlike, you know, a child, you know, they're very open and very flexible and they can do a lot of things, but you look back, it's like, wow, I used to, I can used to do this when I was a kid, and a lot of people can't stand on one straight leg. Like, the leg will be bent, but it won't be straight. And as you're in this posture, you are creating uh, breath. And once you start to become more aware of your breath, you become more aware of um, the body, and then you become more aware of the cardio of the vascular uh, part of the part of the body. So you're like, this is cardio. And that's what my teacher was explaining to me. She was like, you holding your one leg and standing on one leg, this is cardio without moving, without running, without jumping. And just this certain posture, but there's more, but just this certain posture, you start to become more aware of your breath. And once you become more aware of the breath, when you're, when you're out there on the field or when you're out there on, on the track, on the basketball court, you know, when you're, when you're running, your, your heart is pumping a thousand miles a minute and 
your breath is going, you know, you're, you're panning and your heart's beating, but there's a time and place where you can control the breath when the heart is pounding like a thousand miles a minute. And that's like, that is the key right there is the breath. So once you can control the breath, no matter how fast our heart is going, you're pumping blood and towards, you're pumping blood and towards the heart. And that's like our strongest part of the body. But once you know how to connect with the breath, with, with the, um, with your internal, your internal organs in the heart, you, you can, you can keep going forever. Like it's, there's no, there's no stopping. Like once you start to learn how to control the breath, and that's what I was starting to learn how to do with this posture. And I believe once athletes start to become more aware of their breath, it's, um, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's really all good at that time. Amir, how do you distinguish between the benefits that are possible through the different types of yoga? Because in this case, we're talking about more Bikram, hot yoga, and then there are other kinds of yoga practice, like Hatha yoga. I'm not sure how much you've done uh, into all these different, the different styles of yoga. Um, yes, I... I actually just got certified for a yin. So um, there's, I've done a lot of classes, uh, asana, asana classes, and what I found that benefited me the most was the Bikram set and yin. Um, I don't like doing a lot of downward dogs and um, a lot of uh, chaturangas and all that because I just found it um, more straining on my shoulders and on certain parts of the joints. And I don't want, I didn't want anything that bothered those parts of the areas, anything I wanted to either strengthen it or like rebuild it. And I found that um, the hot set in yin was um, those, the best ones. And for me, uh, as being an athlete, and yin is working through uh, the deep connected tissues of the body. So you're getting in, not just in towards the the muscle, but you're getting in between the muscle. You're getting in the connected part of the tissue. Uh, you're opening up the fascia. Um, our muscles are are held by fascia. It's like, um, for example, uh, when you peel an orange. When you peel an orange, you peel off the first layer. That's the orange part, of course. And after you peel off the orange, you have that white stuff around the orange. That's also the the fascia. And after you peel the white part of the orange and you split the orange and you have the stuff that is holding the the orange together, that is also fascia that's holding the ligaments of of the orange together. And so you were getting in between those parts of the muscle or those parts of the orange when you when we're when you practice into yin. And practicing yin, I found <laughs> this you're learning how to breathe through the lower part of the spine and the hips. So it's very more of a hip opener, um, um, back. Um, back opener, working with the lumbar spine. There's many parts that you can work with, but the main uh, parts of yin is the lower back and your hips. You know, there's things you can do for the shoulders and the hamstrings, but the most uh, 
the most part of the yin is is that specific part of the lower back and the, the hips. And I found that yin was um, has been really really good. So I just actually got certified uh, to teach yin about two weeks ago, and I've seen um, it do a lot of benefits. You know, there's a yin and there's a yin and yang, and the yang part of practice is yin. You know, um, the excuse me, the yin part of practice. The yang part is um, is like the hot set. So like Bikram, um, like um, uh, Hatha, like anything that has to do with tensing the muscles and uh, relaxing. But Yin is actually literally working your breath through the muscles and sitting in the posture. You're sitting in postures for about three to five minutes in a non-heated room. If it's a heated room, you're sitting in the, in the postures for about... Um, either 60 seconds to almost two minutes, but you don't want to go too far. But non-heated, you're actually just breathing and sitting into a posture for about three to five minutes, and you're actually moving and deepening into those uh, into those deep connected parts of the tissue where, you know, you're either sore or that you need to open up. So those are, I've seen, for me, that's been very beneficial. We just have about a minute left for this segment. So you talked about the benefits, the body awareness, and also very, very importantly for cardiovascular endurance to prevent that point of gassing out when you have longer performances in athletics, managing that breath kind of like an instrument for both the yin yoga, uh, which you said goes into the ligaments also right? And mm-hmm. the lower back and the hip area. So these are all important for, for recovery and for healing. Mm-hmm. Just very, very briefly, are there any recommendations that you can offer to folks who are kind of exploring what direction to take, what type of yoga might most benefit them? Um, for just athletes or just people in general? Well, we've been talking about athletes and I think that probably applies to people in general as well. So perhaps you can offer a recommendation for athletes. Um, I recommend for any, uh, I recommend yin and I recommend the hot set. Um, those are the ones, those are the main ones um, I've taken. I wouldn't want to say, oh, you can hot the yoga or what else. If I haven't experienced uh, that was tremendous, like, yes, I've done, um, I've been, I've practiced a lot of other um of other um, yoga practices, but this is um, what I've seen that's benefited me the most. And I would recommend um, a yin class or a hot set class uh, would be best for athletes just because of the, of the benefits that I've seen uh, what's, what's worked with me. And I'm pretty sure um, with for either other, for for either other athletes, they would be the same. So, um, uh, the hot set in the yin is um, very um, beneficial. I definitely um, put forth that. Thanks, Amir. We're going to go to a quick commercial. And when we come back, Amir will identify how incorporating yoga in your fitness routines actually can improve your decision-making and bring you greater calm and peace by increasing your mental clarity and focus. Stay with us to learn more. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined by Amir Madison, the founder of Yogi Athlete. Amir is a former professional arena football player who transitioned to provide personal training and yoga instruction after he discovered the restorative and preventative benefits of integrating yoga into his professional training. He talked about how yoga can help you to increase your strength, agility, and cardiovascular endurance. This final segment will address how you can improve your mental clarity and focus through yoga. Amir, I know that you've seen remarkable results in mental clarity and focus in teaching yoga to children who've been diagnosed with autism and also even with corporate clients. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yes. Um, I actually worked with this um, company called Los Angeles Speech and Language Therapy Center in um, Culver City in Los Angeles. And I've got my degree in social work, so I worked with kids for a while, and uh, the lady, uh, Dr. Wiley, she ended up um, finding out that I was doing yoga, and she wanted to know if I would like to do yoga with the kids, and I I I was like, yes, I would love to, and I worked with the kids from two years old to five years old, so I worked with the preschool, and I also worked with the teenagers in the summertime uh, that were also diagnosed with um, autism and Asperger's, and what they started, what I started to find out were uh, the kids were becoming more aware of what they were doing. You know, for kids with autism, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not really present, and they're, they're focusing on, they're focused on something else, not not your attention. They're focused on their own attention or whatever they have that is going on with them. And I would start with them in the morning. It's a breath technique. We'll do breath work and I'll read them a story time. And after I read them the story and let them get, you know, show them pictures and uh, read them books from yoga and they'll start to understand and start liking it. But what I really, um, what really was showing was the connection with breath. 
And I remember the teacher came in. She was like, I've never seen my kids um, so, like, aware. So, like, paying attention, like, just focused on what they're doing. And we've come to find out that breath work really helps with uh, kids with autism because you're oxygenating their their you're they're oxygenating the brain and the body. You're bringing more oxygen in towards you know the brain. Bringing and once you start doing breath techniques and breath uh, works for them to you know learn how to move breath in towards the body, it calms them down. And um, that was something that I was really enjoying, and they were enjoying. And after we go into about fifteen minutes of breath work, you know. I'll get them into postures, and they just loved just trying to, like, do these postures. (laughs) So, like, that was, like, the best thing is this them just wanting to learn and wanting to try uh, to do that. And it was was rewarding for me. That's really impressive to hear the level of engagement that you were able to build with, with the children and the teenagers. And I know that you've also done work in corporations. I'm curious about the impact, the feedback you've gotten about how yoga has impacted employees within organizations. Uh, Yes, I actually um, worked with um, this agency called the the Search Agency, corporate um, place, cubicles, uh, just a whole cubicle house. (laughs) You know, everybody can't see themselves. They're just stuck on their computers and these people would, like, rush to, like, once I came on on their break time. So either they would eat before or after, but they just, you know, 12 o'clock, they're in there. And just the benefits, you know, just for them to get out of that chair, uh, out of hunching over over that computer and staring at that computer and their fingers uh, doing that weird typing thing and having that sciatica, those nerve pressures that just mess with the nerves that's typing that they just love to get in and do uh, some class and just to open up and move the body, you know, having the body sit around uh, in one specific spot for a while, it starts to damage the blood flow. You know, once you start, once you're not having blood flow circling around the body, it's very hard for, you know, blood to move through the brain, through the heart, and um, it just, for them, it was really good just to start to open up, and uh, I find it a lot of people work in the corporate have a lot of back injuries. You know, they're sitting in that chair and learning to open the back up from lateral to back bends to forward bends. You know, you always want to do a forward bend last. That's the last thing you want to do. So you want to open up the, the spine from, you know, the left to the right and slightly come into a back bend. After you're coming to that back bend, you reach up and you'll come into a forward bend. So you always want to open the body laterally first before anything. And um, just for them to do that, it really um, wakes them up for the rest of the day, too. You know, they're focused. Um, they're more focused on their their root whatever they have to do for the time, but um, it was very, so that is very important for um, corporate America as well. Such an interesting point that you're bringing up 
that oftentimes we may associate injuries with athleticism and activity. And you're bringing up the point that actually you can have an office job and you can get injured um, based on the way that you're managing your, your physical self in that environment. And how would we know if we don't get this kind of instruction that we could be causing damage to ourselves? Definitely, yes. Um, it's just, um, you gotta, you gotta, it's the things that we have to know in society. Like, your body is your temple. Like, you know, this is our, this is our ship. You know, we, this is, this is what we use every day to, you know, move. And, you know, some people don't have, you know, some limbs or listen limbs, but you have to be thankful for, you know, what you have and take care of what you have. You know, it's not all about, you know, just the Western society is fast paced, fast paced. What's next? What's next? What, what's my next move? And it, you never take the time to um, see what's going on with you and, you know, I believe is once you start to learn how to take care of yourself, uh, you'll start to love yourself more. And once you start putting that love towards yourself and giving yourself self-acceptance, then that's when you can branch off and give off that frequency to uh, others. You know, it's always, oh, I'm not loved or nobody loves me. Yeah, of course nobody loves you because you're not loving yourself first. And it, it all starts with you. You know, we're, we're a soul that has a body. We're not a body that has a soul. You know, we don't have this, uh, this vessel for long. Everything's temporary. So, you know, you, it starts with you. You know, it starts with your mental, your awareness. And once you have that mental awareness, that body awareness, and, and bringing forth that body awareness and learning how to put mind, body, and soul together so you can create that frequency for yourself and get that love and compassion uh, onto others. And I believe that's, that's the most important part is uh, love thyself, you know. That's, that's very key. I appreciate the values that you're describing about loving yourself and having self-compassion that are reflected in the practice of yoga because what you've been describing in terms of mind awareness, body awareness, connection with your breath, Awareness of your movement, being deliberate with your movement is all about your connection with yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And speaking of that, as we're nearing our wrap-up point and you're offering this wonderfully inspirational message, what would you recommend in terms of integrating yoga into a a fitness practice? And are there concerns that we should be mindful of if people have certain health conditions, for example, practicing the hot yoga and those temperatures, if you can make some comments along those lines. Uh, yes. Uh, any heart conditions, um, you know, see um, a physician, you know, see your doctor, see if you can go. But um, it all actually, too, it depends on the teacher, you know. Make sure that it's not 120 degrees in there. Uh, make sure you hydrate um, alkaline water. Water pH levels from 8.5 to 9.5 pH levels. Um, water is key. Don't go in there without without um, being hydrated. Um, so, yes, hydrate the body as much as you need to while you're in the while you're in a hot yoga class. Um, 
second for workouts um, is vital. You know, it's very important to stretch after workouts. You know, you have these 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 guys and people. You know, fitness. You know, I'm I'm all about fitness, and my whole life was fitness. And um, me being 210 pounds and stiff, and didn't know that I was that stiff until I literally started bringing in not even just yoga first, but just stretching. You know, stretch after a workout. Stretch after you have um, you done upper body. Stretch after you you did you had to work a leg day. Um, learning to stretch, 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 stretch is key. Once you start to stretch, you're actually um, building up muscle because you have to you have to tear muscle to build up muscle. So once you once you're stretching, you're tearing those muscles up to build more to build more uh, muscles, and, and it's bringing blood flow back and towards that and towards the, and towards the uh, muscle. So stretching is vital. So I believe that. Every time you have you finish a workout, you should stretch. If you want to incorporate yoga into the, into your workouts, into a fitness workout, um, I suggest about two to three times out the week through your regular regimen of um, uh, fitness, even on your off day, uh, yoga. So um, definitely important. Definitely important for fitness. For those people who aren't lucky enough to be in L.A. and maybe can take one of your classes, if they're outside the L.A. area, do you have any recommendations on how they can connect with a really good practitioner? Uh, yes. Uh, search. Uh, see what's in your area, you know. Um, I would say, because i in the process of doing this myself, but um, YouTube videos, um, but... Uh, the only doubt that I have with that is you want a teacher to show you what you're doing wrong. You know, you can be watching something on YouTube or TV and trying to get your yoga in, but, you know, you want to know that you're putting your body in the right position. You know, you, you don't want to keep doing the same posture wrong and ending up, um, Injuring yourself or the body feels off and then you, you, um, end up saying, Oh, I messed up my body doing yoga. And it's not, that's not the case. It's, you know, you just, you, you, uh, you need to have a, a teacher or someone that can watch the, watch your body. Cause that's what yoga teachers are for is to, um, uh, is show, is, is your body awareness. Your, your teacher is, uh, watching your body and putting you in positions that works for the body. So um, I would say lastly, you know, go through um, a YouTube, but uh, just find somewhere that, you know, you can go. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of yoga places, and it doesn't just have to be hot yoga. You know, you can go to um, regular uh, uh, dry rooms. Dry rooms are really good to uh, work with the connected tissues, and to get into depth with the um, into the parts of the muscles that you can't reach, uh, so it doesn't need to be hot. But uh, just going somewhere and you know Google, <laughs> Google works, too. <laughs> Google works too. So yeah, great. Thank you so much, Amir. I really appreciate this guidance that you've offered in such a conscientious and caring way. So the message we're taking away is do a little bit of, of exploration, and you'll find your way, like Amir did to the resources yeah. that will work well for you. 
And hopefully, if you if you take a stop in LA, if you don't live there, you can experience one of Amir's classes, and you can find out more about his classes by visiting his website, weareyogiathletes.com. That's we are a r e yogi y o g i athletes.com, and you can see some of his real really cool yoga moves on his site. You can reach Amir also through his website to explore partnering with Yogi Athlete or to discuss integrating yoga into your training as a professional athlete or into a college or other athletic program. If you have comments or unanswered questions about today's episode, I welcome you to share them and support the show by emailing me at hosthemda at gmail.com, following me on Twitter at Hemda Mizrahi and liking us on Facebook at Turn the Page Radio. Until next week, remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, inviting you to turn the page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show... Enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.